often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 473. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting yet again inside the Slapbox penthouse. And honestly, it's probably going to be its forever home. I don't know. It's hard to imagine ever recording any other place unless, of course, I get uh, <laughs> shit goes bad, goes, uh, you know, goes real bad. I get foreclosed get a foreclosure or whatever on the old penthouse or uh, something of that nature. Then I'll have to find another place or, you know, some fire. You know, there could be all kinds of bad shit. Theoretically, it could be its forever home. Hopefully. What? <laughs> or, I, or I, you know, I get a nicer place. That could always happen. It's doubtful. Doubtful that I'll ever uh, buy something nicer. But who knows? Don't know the future. Uh, as I record this, course it is uh september 11th 2021 which is of course 20 years after 9-11 and i've just gone through a dark fucking rabbit hole as uh i was watching uh the last couple days uh of course there's the uh netflix docuseries about uh, 9-11 not sure about the name on it that's a five-part series I just finished it uh, before, right before recording this, actually. And I uh, went back and listened to the Stern broadcast from that day that uh, actually, when 9-11 happened, uh, I was listening to Stern at the time. I can recall, I believe I talked about this in the past on previous 9 uh, on September 11th, uh, but uh, I was unemployed. <laughs> it was... Now, I've been at my current job now for just about 20 years. Next month will make 20 years. So this is the last time I was officially unemployed. Um, but uh, I was uh, unemployed, didn't have a job. Uh, I'd been out of a job, hadn't had a job in a, maybe a couple months, if that. Um, <clears throat> but I still had some money. I was <laughs> still in my mom's house, so I was 20 years old. And, uh, I was, uh, there's a, there's a dog. I hear a dog. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Hopefully it shuts up. But, uh, I was in my mom's house and my mother and stepfather were at work, I believe, at that time. And I was playing PlayStation 2, uh, I believe it was the Sega game for the PlayStation 2. The Sega had put out the uh, NFL 2K games at that time. It was before Madden owned all of the NFL rights, and I way preferred the NFL 2K games over Madden. And I never really got into Madden. I was very sore, just bitter, after uh, the NFL went strictly to uh, Madden as I felt cheated. But anywho, so it was I either NFL 2K or 2K1. Not sure if I had enough money to get the 2K1 at that point, but none of that really fucking matters. I know that I was playing 
that I was probably rocking a season uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. That was my team, of course. And uh, I was listening to Stern at the time because uh, Stern uh, had not made the move away from Celestial Radio and to uh, Sirius XM at the uh, at that time. Uh, so he was uh, carried by the point, uh, 105.7 The Point in St. Louis there. And so I was, at that time, I, I listened to Stern quite a bit because he was on in the mornings at uh, on local uh, station there. So uh, it was a normal thing for me to just be listening to Stern in the mornings. Um, it's strange for me to be up that early, though. Like, I'd... I guess I had worked a day job not too long before then. It was, uh, I'd last worked, now I'm thinking about it, it was July. It was the last time I had a job before 9-11 happened. It was the month of July. By August, I had, so I had basically I'd been an employee for a little over a month, I guess, at that point. Because it was sometime in August. <clears throat> it was all, like all of August, basically, I was out of a job. and uh, I guess altogether I had about two months of unemployment. But, Anyway, too many digressions. Let's see. So I'm sitting there listening to Stern. And actually, I thought, my recollection of it is I thought Bob Bowie was the first one to come in and say that a plane had hit, that they thought a plane had hit the uh, towers. Actually, listening back to the broadcast today, I guess it had been quite some time since I actually pulled up the original broadcast but and listened to the, the bulk of it, as it were, Actually, Stern, I guess, had read something. <clears throat> Somebody had given some kind of news story on the internet or something to the effect of something hitting the, the tower. That uh, an initial just confusion of it all that uh, there was, was it a small plane? I mean, people initially thought when they heard a plane hit that maybe it was just some <clears throat> very small plane, like an accident or just some some asshole decided to uh, commit suicide, sort of like, I guess, the Bob Richards situation if you're from the uh, St. Louis area. Uh, he was a uh, weatherman. Uh, I don't remember if it was KSDK or what station he was on. I want to say it was the NBC affiliate in town. But I wouldn't I wouldn't swear to it. Anyway, um, he... Uh, he he was in a small plane and decided to uh, kill himself in the plane. But uh, but yeah, I just remember listening to Stern and then uh, just being and you know they were very uh, you know halfway listening. To, Ooh, that's horrible and stuff. You know, going on about their their show, which. Uh, the, one of the big things, for, and I'd forgotten too until listening to this today, that uh, this happened like right after Hank the Drunken Dwarf died, which was some pretty crazy stuff. They had like their uh, <laughs> the ashes and stuff for Hank, like in the studio, and they uh, whenever he died, not not the day of September 11th, but apparently they had gotten a lot of flack over what they did after Hank died, <laughs> and they addressed it a little bit on that show. Um, is there were some phone call messages. It takes like if you find the actual uh, the broadcast of that day, it's somebody posted it two days ago on YouTube. 
and the first plane doesn't hit until almost right at about three hours into the broadcast. So it, it takes a while before the events actually unfold because, I mean, they start their, I guess they start their show probably at like 5 a.m., or at least at that time. Now they're, uh, fuck, I think he only does like one or two shows a week or something now. I'm not really sure. I don't really, I don't have serious radio at the at the moment, so I don't, uh, I get YouTube clips. I don't, I'm not really sure. But it was uh, from the moment, though, like I, I heard that, and then when they started to get a little bit more freaked out about it, I went and turned on the TV, and then that right, it seemed like right as I turned that TV on, that's when, like, plane number two hit. And that's, at that point, like, that's any TV station you went to. I mean, that was that was it. That was everything that was on on the TV. And at that point, I I don't know, like, the next week it seemed like, all I did was just stare into a fucking TV screen. Although I already had <clears throat> internet access, and at that point, you know, I'm <clears throat> wanting to know everything about uh, as stuff came out as possible suspects and stuff. And uh, Bin Laden's name, I think, was uh, thrown out there pretty much almost immediately as one of the possible suspects behind everything. But it was a—I mean, it was fucking. Surreal time. I mean, I was barely an adult at that point. I was 20. I mean, two years. I managed to have the luck to actually have two years of my adult life to be like pre-9-11, you know. as uh, It was a different fucking world before that day. Just, you know, I got to go on a plane before 9-11. That was a totally different experience. And unfortunately, I don't remember it that well. I remember more... The big differences for me is more of uh, when I was a kid. I remember going to the airport and uh, taking my father. Uh, my mom drove my father up to the airport, and we went with him. Uh, and we were allowed to go right up to the terminal and watch him get on the plane. And that seems so surreal now. As it's almost like you got to go through like two to three layers of security before you get to the gate. And of course you have to have a boarding pass to be able to enter into through security. Which, you know, can be a drag sometimes if you're in a hurry, but, uh, you know, fuck, I'd rather have some layer of security in there than uh, somebody hijacking a plane, blowing it up, or some shit, you know. It is kind of annoying, though, to take my shoes off sometimes and, like, all right. Although, I, I just get it done. I when I when I go through the lines, like I just start taking the shoes off, and I, I've had people get kind of angry at me in foreign countries for doing like, "Oh, you don't have to do that here. <laughs> don't give them any ideas." <laughs> like, uh, they're like, man, I just want to get through the line fast. If everybody just knew the drill before they go through, you know, shit goes fast. But uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's fucking crazy that nine eleven happened like twenty years ago. Then I mean, although I mean, it seems like it seems like an eternity now, almost. I mean, it's hard to remember like what life was like before that moment in time. Very, very different world, and man, it's oh, it's still rough to watch. Go back and watch that footage. I think, of course, the uh, thing that really uh, <clears throat> still always got me and still really. 
fucks with me a lot is watching the the footage of the people jumping from the building. And I was just uh, seeing a article on uh, the Associated Press about the uh, photo of the guy falling from uh, the tower or jumping from the tower. And it's a very famous photo. If you see it, I'm sure you'd recognize it. <clears throat> or if you saw it before. But uh, it was, I guess, originally on the Times magazine, on the Times or something. Uh or Time magazine. So I'm not sure what originally it was published on, but then a, uh, a lot of people got offended by it and it was taken down very quickly. Um, but uh, they uh, <coughs> they have an article on the Associated Press where they talk to the guy that took the photo and stuff. And if, actually, if you... If you just Google search man jumping from World Trade Center, I mean, you'll find the photo pretty much immediately. And if it's weird if you've, like, flipped the photo upside down, it does look like he's, like, sitting in a chair almost the way it, like, comes out. Man, I don't, I don't know. That shit always fucking got me. It's that shit's so bad that, like, your best option is to jump. That's something like, oh, man, I... <laughs> I don't know, like, when you're in an instant, you know you're going to burn alive or just fucking jump to your death. I mean, that's, like, suicide, like, I just don't, suicide's just, like, not in me. Like, it's hard to imagine. I'm just, like, I'm just not wired that way. I've had times in my life where, like, I've actually had dark thoughts where, like, you know, fuck, it may not be so bad if I die, but I, I've never had the thought, like, to where, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, that's never, like, I don't think I'm wired that way. But I, you know, if you're in that moment where shit is just, so, I mean, you know you're about to fucking die. And it could be just fucking brutal. Like, I I mean, if I'm already on fire and stuff, like, I'm thinking maybe I would jump. Like, I, I don't fucking know how exactly I'd react to that. I mean, there's the only way I would know, I guess, is to be in that position, but which hopefully does not happen. It's, uh, oh man, like going back and watching all this footage, like I, I've watched a lot more this anniversary of it, especially since the war in Afghanistan. It appears that, you know, it's over. Uh, <clears throat> though it wouldn't surprise me at, at some point if we send troops back in and, but, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's, and it's fucking 20 years. I mean, that is, that is a long fucking time. But I've spent a lot of the last few days, like, watching shit about it. And just bringing myself back to, like, the time that it happened. And just the craziness ensued. It's, uh, I had a point I was about to get to, and I totally lost it. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, shit, I had something there in my brain. It's <laughs> just having dark, dark things. Uh, man, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's just, uh, it's just hard to, uh, wrap, uh, or, come up with <laughs> things to say about, you know, I had, when I was watching this stuff, 
I had all kinds of stuff I wanted to talk about and uh, come on here about, but then it's like, I don't know. No, I almost feel like, uh, I, I need something a little bit more upbeat now as I've been too much into the darkness and uh, need, I need some, pu- I need, I, do, I don't really plan on getting an animal. It's not going to happen, but I almost need like a puppy for like a day. <laughs> something, uh, something cheery. I don't know. It's it's a it's a dark hole. Uh I mean that was that time was just uh when it happened, the stuff that was going through my brain. I mean, my best friend was in the uh in the army and I remember uh that is uh Todd who's been on the sh- show uh but only like once and it was many years ago, like in the first year of the show, I think it was. But uh he uh, joined up in the military, trying to think what year it was. I guess it would have been 99. At the end of 99, it was right after high school. So, yeah, the summer of 99. So it was like two years <clears throat> before 9-11. And I remember having conversation with him about, like, what, you know, joining the military, like, why, like, because... It seemed really out of the blue when he decided to do it. He actually uh, <laughs> did it right after. I love the guy. This is uh, this is totally something I would do too. Like just, I mean, I I was never one to want to join the military, but uh, my father was a Vietnam vet and really talked to me about that's a horrible. You know, you don't want to murder people. That's you don't want to be involved in that and. Uh, you don't have any choice and, and it, you know, you're told to do this. You got to fucking do that. Um, but, uh, Todd had watched the movie Starship Troopers and decided to join the military from watching Starship Troopers, which is really fucking ironic that Starship Troopers of all movies is is the movie that did it. And the the funny thing about that to me is that, uh, that was a movie, uh, made by Paul Verhoeven, who also did uh, RoboCop and the, uh, original total recall. Who I love me some fucking Paul Verhoeven. I mean, RoboCop is the greatest fucking films ever made. The original that is not the reboot, but, uh, <laughs> the movies like, uh, like a satire, like a dark satire on, it's a sci-fi thing where they're killing bugs, but it's like how uh, just awful like propaganda is for military and just like it's it's not really a pro-war movie. It's just so funny to me that, that uh, that's the movie that <laughs> sent him into the military. I don't remember exactly what I said to him. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. I gave him a lot of shit over that for a long time. I kn- I'm pretty sure. But, I like, I don't remember my exact response to him telling me that <laughs> Starship Troopers was his intro into it. Uh, I, uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I just told him it was just a really that that's really dumb, uh, <laughs> but something along those lines. I mean, like I may have just laughed straight at him. I'm not sure. I don't I don't recall the exact 
initial response. But uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's kind of reminiscent of as I've mentioned here recently a lot that I'm a big Tool fan, and uh, Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer from that, actually had a similar situation for himself when he joined the military. He did it after watching the uh, Bill Murray fucking legendary film Stripes with one Harold Ramis. Oh, great fucking movie. Great fucking movie. But, uh, which I can understand that more, that scene more of a pro military movie. Um, and it's, it's fucking Bill Murray. And, uh, I would have like understood that more than the, uh, starship troopers. That was a bit ridiculous to me at the time. It wasn't even the, so much of the fact that it was a satire on, on just how awful like propaganda is in uh militaries and stuff. I was just more like, what the fuck does killing bugs in outer space <laughs> have to do with you joining the military? Uh but uh <laughs> it's so uh, at the same time though, it's like that's great that that's that's the way to decide to do it. Like, because like if I were gonna make a decision to do something like join the military, it would have been like so nonchalant, like after doing something like that and just like, Oh, I guess I'm in the military now. That would be totally, uh, if, if I were to have done that on, although that, uh, because I was raised by a Vietnam vet again, like I was, yeah, I didn't want any part of, uh, military service. I didn't want to have to kill somebody. And I do recall having the conversation with them early on that like, what about going to war? You really want to have to fucking kill somebody or whatever? And uh, he, and it wasn't just him that had this belief, but his response to me was that like we're we don't have any major wars anymore. That's not going to happen. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, what, how do you how do you figure? You know, like uh, you know, you know. Hopefully, you're right. Uh, but knowing world history and you know we we were involved in other conflicts uh but you know it'd been a while at that point a couple of decades had passed since vietnam and after vietnam and we were involved in some some stuff but nothing to that scale it's very similar again i wasn't alive for this time period so you know i don't i don't know but can't say firsthand there's not many people alive from this time period, but uh, before we entered World War II, it was a very similar situation. Uh, after World War One, which we were just... Uh, <laughs> a lot of Americans didn't really want to get involved in World War One, and but uh, it was... <clears throat> and didn't really see why we entered World War One. And the mindset of the Americans during the start of World War II was like, that's the Europeans' problem. That's not ours. Nobody wanted war again. And just like, that was like, yeah, it's totally not going to happen here. And then <laughs> then the fucking Nazis, you know, did some really horrible fucked up shit. And uh, next thing you know, we're in another world war, you know? And that's kind of the way I see with uh, the time between Vietnam to Afghanistan is uh, it's like kind of like that same kind of mindset. P- people get complacent and they just think, oh, well, 
There's no way we're ever going to get in another war. That's not going to happen. Totally not going to happen. And uh, yet history repeats itself yet again, unfortunately. It's something that just keeps happening again and again. Fucking wars. But, uh, yeah, uh, I <laughs> think I've gone dark enough as, uh, try to make a segue into something else, as this is supposed to be a fun podcast, supposed to have laughs, you know, although it's kind of funny talking about Starship Troopers and all that stuff. I, I should try to get Todd on another podcast, like, that was, <laughs> uh, I, I won't, I probably won't give him any Starship Trooper shit, though, but, <laughs> Uh, love that, love that guy, love that man. But uh, anyway, so uh, I did get a, a very pretty sweet uh, deal in this week. I had talked about recently that because uh, I'm still jonesing for the Adam Jones signature Gibson Les Paul standard. I'm jonesing for it. Jones and for the Jones signature, um, which still hasn't released any kind of information on when they will release that. Um, but I wanted to do uh, some shoot some video of the uh, guitar once I get it. I mean, I've never done an unboxing video, but I feel like I've got to do. That's one of the things I want to do was an unboxing video once I get that uh, that sweet 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 Les Paul and. Uh, <laughs> Before I realized, just like, well, holy shit, I, I just spent over three grand on something I shouldn't have with uh, credit. <laughs> it's totally what I'm going to end up doing. I don't have three grand laying around. Um, so I'll be paying that one off for the next 10 years. Uh, so anyway, I got something else, which I didn't buy in credit, but uh, it wasn't too ex- extremely expensive. But because I wanted to shoot some footage of the guitar and I wanted to do some shots where it involved like moving the camera and stuff. Now, I do have a, a DSLR camera that's pretty decent. Um, shooting video on it, I think, is kind of a pain in the ass. But uh, I wanted to get something. and But I've got the iPhone 12 Pro, and it shoots some pretty decent video. So I was like, you know what? I should get some sort of steady cam. I talked about it. I think even as soon as the last podcast, not sure. Uh, but I found me a gimbal, which is basically works like a steady cam for uh smartphones. It and shit, the actual <laughs> Let's look up the actual name of the uh, I should have brought it up here with me. Damn it. <laughs> I, I did not do that, though. I uh, should have brought this up. Not that <laughs> you can see it. Uh, would have helped me maybe talk about it a little bit. Um, but is the DJI uh, OM4, which is a gimbal stabilizer. And holy shit, this one... Uh, <clears throat> what the hell? It wasn't this expensive when I first... When I ordered it, it's already, did it already go up? What the fuck? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why there's, well, this one's cheaper. I don't know. I'm, I must have got, I'm confused by the prices here on Amazon as I'm looking this back up. But it, it gives me flashbacks of the old 80s robots. 
because like uh, it's got a magnetic clip that you can attach to your phone, and that attaches it to the stabilizer, which has a small like tripod that like comes with it. Which you can also put this thing on uh, bigger tripods. It's got a little uh, screw hole in the bottom that you can attach to a larger tripod and such. But uh, this thing's got some really cool features. And uh, again, it does have like a kind of vibe to the old 80s robots because when you put the phone on there, it, of course, it moves it to stabilize it. And you can, it's got a joystick to uh, move the phone and angle it to get like other shots and angles. And there's a zoom, uh, zoom in, zoom out uh, slider on it. And uh, it's got all co- uh, several cool features. I did it. I was able to clone myself with this fucking thing, and I didn't need a cum sock. Didn't it? It, it was not required. That should be like right in in the tagline. Well, I don't know about the tagline, but like it should be very top of the things it does. You can clone yourself without the need of a cum sock. This is a very important feature, I believe. <laughs> In my world, it is. Uh, so, <laughs> the way that works is, of course, you have to have, you can't be like walking around with it and do this. Um, you put it on a tripod, keep it stable, and it's under the pano, the pano setting, which is panoramic. And uh, you put it under that. And you've got like three options, I believe it is. You can do, a, there's the clone me feature. And then there's two other panoramic shots that uh, it does. And basically what it does is it mo- it knows exactly how much to move the uh, camera to the next shot to get like a big panoramic view of everything, which is really cool. I like that. But the, the clone feature in particular, you uh, <clears throat> it's got three different shots it will do. And it shoots it like a panoramic thing. It starts from left and goes to right. Uh, so, and it gives you a five second countdown and there's a little, uh, there's a square or rectangle rather that shows up on the screen of where you need to stand in that rectangle. And, uh, it takes the picture, gives you five seconds for you to, and while it rotates the camera over to the next position, Again, you move over to where it shows that rectangle. You move in there because that's where the it needs you to be to take the picture. You could do a different pose or what have you. And then uh, then it does it one more time. Where it gives you a five-second countdown, moves, and then you move and do you know whatever pose. Uh, and so you can clone yourself. Again, no cum sock is required. Keep your crusties to yourself. You don't need it. It's it's all in the camera. It's all in the camera, baby. Uh, other than that, they've got some pretty uh, pretty sweet deals. Like there's the uh, very much a Hitchcock sh- uh, shot. I guess is where that originated. Um, there's a a move in and a move out deal when you do it. And what it is is uh, you pick which object for it to keep in focus. And as you move in, it does some crazy stuff to, like, the background. Like, that stuff zooms out or whatever. And it's 
it's very if you watch an old Hitchcock movie, like they do this sort of shot a lot. And that's cool, but then there's a oh, this I I wanted to get out and do it today, but I I just couldn't bring myself to go outside other than to run. <laughs> and go to the gas station get some uh, Gatorade uh, lottery ticket. <laughs> That's 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 my day and watching 911 footage. Uh but they've got time-lapse photography that you can do. And uh that seems really cool. There's the time-lapse and there's like hyperlapse. And uh I'd like to do that, but again, that that takes some time. Like the time-lapse stuff, it takes like 30 minutes. <laughs> It's like, well, fuck, what the hell am I going to do without my phone out in public for 30 minutes? I guess I'd have to bring a book with me or something. And then I'm going to have to really plan out where I want this shot. (laughs) I would like to have some fun with some time-lapse stuff, though. Uh, And there's a few other features in there, too, but those were, like, the the big ones. Uh, Oh, well, there's one really cool thing is it will follow objects as well so if you uh if you just put it on a tripod and then uh, if you're like vlogging or whatever you can uh pick yourself out and then have it follow you so as you're talking it'll it'll follow you if you're gonna box the phone which i i did a little bit of i didn't shoot a video of it but i was throwing some punches at it moving side to side the camera was moving with me (laughs) very uh, punch out Mike Tyson's punch out stuff I was expecting the uh, the trainer to come out on the bicycle and uh, should I should need should get some like purple shorts and a black shirt I think that's what uh, the boxer was wearing ish maybe maybe I'm right on that on Mike Tyson's punch out not a hundo on that Uh, (laughs) but I definitely had that going through my head as I was uh, trying to fist fight my phone um I did clone myself though. I did I did do that with uh some cheesy poses where I'm just like uh pointing at myself. And uh <laughs> thought about doing the Charlie's Angels, but I haven't done that yet. I haven't rocked the uh the Charlie's Angels pose. Uh speaking about uh running, as I, I had mentioned, I had uh, done a little running today. I am probably in my worst physical shape <laughs> since like uh 2014 as uh as I, I that was when I had first started getting into uh running like uh like intense like long distance running which is another thing I would kind of like to go uh, take some some footage of I don't know if I'll ever get around to it but uh Maybe some friends running or something. Or just myself on the track and just uh, see if I can <laughs> have it follow me. That'd be interesting. Uh, I don't know how well that would work, though. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I've been, I'm in some bad physical shape, man. I got out of uh, running. Uh, I haven't ran a race like uh, since October of 2019. And it's... That's... <laughs> I am less than a month away from having it two years since I did a race. And the race, doing races help really keep me in shape. Um, as, uh, 
it forced me to get out and run and keep to a training plan and keep myself <laughs> going. That's that's the real important part for me is like doing race. And it can be fun like being there and be a part of the race and stuff. But the real reason why I would do it and like do two a year uh do two full marathons a year is so uh I just stay in shape, stay healthy. And uh <clears throat> I got involved in doing <laughs> The uh, trying to learn the uh, coding and uh, programming with JavaScript and stuff. And uh, it, I haven't really been doing it lately because, man, I just hit brick wall with it. I uh, thought maybe I'd be able to get a job with it, and it just doesn't seem like I'm that great at it. <laughs> and uh, with the hours I work, I, it's hard for me to do something where you trying to use my brain and I'm like dead fucking tired and trying to retain the information. It's fucking difficult, man. And because I was so involved with that for a little over a year, I I really didn't do much running uh, <laughs> through pretty much all of 2020. I mean, it was almost no running. I In the last few months, I've really started to get out there more and uh, get back at it. And it's just, man, I am in just shit, shit shape. Uh, been putting on a little bit of weight. I'm not saying I'm fat, but I've got some. I, you know, I was in really good shape back in 2015, man. I was, uh, I had definition, <laughs> and uh, I can tell it's harder to do things. And I'm just so fucking tired, mainly because I don't get much sleep. But man, when I'm in like in shape, it's I have a lot more energy. I just feel feel better in general. Uh, and trying to get back in that. And I, I think I think I'm going to attempt something, a race, either a full marathon, which would be like a 26.2-mile thing, or possibly go a little bit further with the 50K race because there's, uh, there's a few of those around, um, which 50 kilometers is. Uh, just a little over 30 miles. It's something like 31 miles. I've ran 30 miles on like a group run before, but I, I was injured too. And I walked a good chunk of that race. So I, I have, <laughs> I know that I can do 50 K not at this moment. I am not in the shape of man. I'm, I'm mainly running like three miles and maybe like five milers. I had a couple months ago, I did a 13 mile run. Which was fucking tough. Uh, but there was a little brief time there where I thought I possibly might have had COVID, but I tested negative. There's a good chance maybe I did. I was around Muffin Man and Shelly that both ended up having it, so maybe I did. <laughs> Doctor said it didn't, though, so yeah, all right. Anyway, after that, I, well there was several days where I was waiting for test results where I quarantined and I didn't run at all. I, uh, and I definitely, when I was sick with whatever it was, <laughs> I definitely felt some shit in my lungs. And it was definitely once I did get back to running, it was a lot harder to run. And I could really feel that in there. Um, but, I mean, it's getting easier now, but there's still, like, I'm still just so piss poor out of shape from 
going long periods of time without either running at all or just running very little. Like most of 2020, I <laughs> there was huge chunks of time where I I skipped running almost altogether. I did like maybe once a month. I mean, it was it was bad. I had some periods before then where I'd go stretches without running for a while because of injuries. And uh, when I worked two jobs, it was a lot harder to do. But I was still in a lot better shape back then <laughs> as opposed to, to now. I think I'm slowly starting to turn the corner a little bit. I know I need to eat better. I've been eating real piss poor. I've been eating a bunch of shit out of the vending machine at work. And uh, just ramen. <laughs> like, it's fucking non-stop with the ramen. I gotta, I gotta find something else out with that. This is stuff. Ramen with, uh, butter. The, the salted butter in there. <laughs> Just clogging arteries. Uh, so, yeah, I gotta find something else out with the, uh, the diet as well. But, man, there's... It sucks not being in shape. As, uh, I just find myself to be way more enthused about everything just life in general whenever I, I'm in shape and uh, I'm way more productive <laughs> when I'm not eating well and I'm not keeping up with stuff then I'm just I don't feel like doing jack shit and then it becomes that snowball effect where it's just like uh, <laughs> you get further and further down down a hole so so I possibly will be doing a marathon or something close to that in, uh, in say, April, March or April. I'm thinking April. I'm going to push it more towards the end of April. But uh, I don't know. My buddies from the run group, we'll see what the, what all they're doing. Um, there was talk, some chatter in a group I'm in, in uh, messenger group I'm in part of about uh, I believe my buddy John was saying uh, possibly doing the uh, go marathon which I've done and actually um, I did that in uh, April of 2019 so that's one of the last races that I did it was the second to last race I did and uh, I gotta say that was actually one of my better performances at a race uh, the course seemed to be I did well I think it was just I uh, I had <laughs> learned from previous mistakes in races, and uh, I ran a solid race uh, that that race. And the only thing that killed me in the end was that was stomach issues. My legs held up the entire race. I just I had to hit the bathroom finally at mile twenty two or something like that. And then at that point, <laughs> at that point, it was like, uh, yeah, I guess I my stomach has decided it's it's fucking done. So I mean, I finished the race, but. Uh, I I was consistently on pace for up to like mile twenty two or something like that, and then really phoned it in there at the end. But oh, my overall though, it was like my best race as far as like performance, not my fastest, but <sighs> so yeah, maybe I'll do the go again in St. Louis, um, or or some other race. I'm not sure. I'd love to be able to do one overseas. Uh, April still seems like who knows with this fucking pandemic situation, like what traveling is still going to be like. It's still fucked up, man. Uh, 
plus, you know, <laughs> going overseas is going to be a fucking fortune that, again, I don't have. Especially if I'm going to be buying this guitar there soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, well, I still need to, uh, I've got behind me here, this closet that I've I've got the foam set up in. Ready. Partially ready <laughs> for some voiceover recording, but... As I've been working so much, that's another thing. I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to. I don't want to <laughs> try to put more work onto myself. Uh, but uh, it would be great to have some more income. And I would, if I was going to do something else on the side for money, doing voiceover work would be pretty convenient because I could just do it from home, and potentially make some good money at it. I don't know. Um, I've definitely done had a lot of experience talking into microphones, and I can do a voice. In a world, you know, I can do a good voiceover, and if I really focus my voice, I can do some amazing things. Uh, (laughs) Then again, you know, it's going to eat up a lot of time, and I jerk off very little anymore these days. And one, because lack of time issue. Uh, Also, you know, jerking off is just not as important to me anymore, but... uh, (laughs) I also have other things I like to do, like play guitar. That has been eating up a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time. As I have been really working on some Tool songs, I got some shit down. Hopefully, you know, I do an unboxing video. I can have a couple of Tool riffs in there at the end to show it off a little bit. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and maybe, you know, play video games, watch some movies. I like to have a little bit of free time. A little Josh time. A little Josh time. Running will definitely cut into that a bit, but uh, running is really kind of needed. It does help with the uh, clear the brain, though. It, uh, I think that's good for your overall morale, like uh, just working through your issues while you're running 20 miles. There's nothing quite like it. <laughs> Although I got to say, it group runs are a can be a lot more enjoyable a lot of times than by yourself but there is something too about like running by by yourself and just like you can really clear your uh, mind as you're just fucking forcing yourself to do shit that your body's just like dude what the fuck are you doing like fucking let's just go home sit on the couch and fucking veg out (laughs) like why are you out here when it's 90 fucking degrees (laughs) Running 20 miles. Are you fucking stupid? Your body's like telling you all this shit. And then you're, you're like, you're going through moment. There's like this uh, roller coaster ride of like, you know, like this is great. It's, you know, things are going good. Mm, my body feels great today. A couple miles later, you're like, fuck, why? You're questioning every decision you've ever made in your life. And you're like, oh, I fucking suck. I'm horrible. <laughs> I've made some piss poor decisions. Now I'm out, now I'm out here sucking. Just at, at things in general, but uh, but and then at the end you're like, holy shit, that's so awesome! I I kill, I totally killed it. And then you're just you know, at the end, you just get a little bit of that runner's high. It's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. You go through a lot of emotions when you're doing really long runs. But at the end of the day, man, shit, the benefits I think you get from doing stuff, being active in general, shit, man. Like you gotta do it. You gotta do it. <clears throat> now I just thought of that uh, 
9-11 docuseries on Netflix because they were talking about, of course, when uh, we went in and got Bin Laden. Uh, the thing, one of the things that uh, helped get him was he had to go exercise. So shouldn't I'm not saying that the, that to say you know discourage you from going out because I don't think there's anybody that's going to hit you with a drone strike or send in Navy SEALs to get you unless you've done some horrible shit. I don't know. I don't know who's listening to this right now, <laughs> but. Apparently, that is uh, one of the, the ways they used to identify him, though uh, it's amazing that they were able to verify that was really him from what I've gathered from interviews and su- such. But basically, the compound that he lived in, he would go outside. I don't think he would spend much time at all outside because, you know, he's the most recognizable person in the fucking planet. Uh and wanted, uh, but he would go outside and I guess walk around to get a little bit of exercise. And after they had found the courier for Bin Laden, they'd stalked out the uh, the compound and <laughs> they couldn't get a good shot of Bin Laden, but he was around the same height. <laughs> it's what they used to judge it. Which... Seems, you know, like you're grasping at straws there. Grasping at straws. Uh, And apparently they'd killed people in the past, I believe, too, by going, well, he was the right height. Totally might have been him, so. (laughs) But in the end, uh, apparently it it was, uh, it was uh, Bin Laden, so. uh, Yeah, that, uh. (laughs) One for me running back to, uh, uh, this is what happens when I, I go and watch a big long docuseries right before doing a podcast and doing something just like, oh man, it's, it's a dark rabbit hole, but I mean, how can you not go into that when it's nine eleven? you know, 20 year anniversary, fuck. It's crazy. It's so crazy to me too, to think that there's adults now that were born after 9-11, that don't know a world before 9-11. That's just hard for me to rationalize because it's so ingrained into my brain. I think uh, one thing that I was going to mention earlier is I digressed and forgot what I was going to say was back to speaking about that. I... uh, I've never lived in New York. The only uh, time I've really been in New York is at the airport on a couple of occasions there. I've been to JFK Airport, and then I've been right outside New York at uh, the Newark Airport there in New Jersey. And actually, i got to say, uh, I haven't gone into LaGuardia, but if you're going to get a good view of New York City, going flying into Newark is a much better view, side note, than flying into JFK. Again, I don't know about LaGuardia, but you get a lot more view of, like, the Statue of Liberty and just everything (laughs) flying into Newark. Fun fact. Uh, Anyway, so, I and that was way post 9-11 when I I went there. Uh, So I don't really have uh, much 
of a personal connection with New York other than the fact I mean it's fucking New York City and it's I mean it's fucking I'm American it's you know I love Saturday Night Live I love all kinds of shit from New York uh and uh I my, my point is at the time like I didn't know anybody that lived in New York I didn't know anybody that died in the towers or well anybody that died that day uh as a result of the attacks um, but, and, you know, I'm sure that pretty much, I would think that pretty much every American that was alive during that time and old enough to remember it was affected by it a lot. Um, I know that, uh, for a long time, man, I would go, when I would go to the city and I would just look up at a fucking skyscraper and, uh, just imagine just like a plane hitting it and just trying to wrap my brain around the whole thing. And you know, what do you do? (laughs) Like when you're like in the building, if you're in the floors above it or just anywhere, just, and uh, I would also have like uh, dreams about it a lot, uh, especially right after it happened. And I live in an area that I would not think would be high up on a terrorist list. Um, Washington, Missouri doesn't strike me as a a worthwhile target. There's not that big of a population. Um, <clears throat> we don't have a much of a military presence here. It would uh, <laughs> wouldn't make a whole lot of sense unless they really hate corncob pipes. You know, <laughs> maybe the. Maybe we'll try to take out that corn cob pipe factory. Last one in existence. That that might just be. Uh, you know, I never thought about it that way. Maybe they, I I feel like they like their corn cob pipes though. They they might want to keep those. Uh, but uh, I would have dreams though. The planes would come down and attack. Like here, it was uh. For a long time, that would happen. I haven't had the that kind of dream in many years now, I think, but uh after it happened, it happened a lot. I would dream like the and would just it, they weren't even like hitting targets. They it wasn't like they were just coming down hitting like the ground here. And it was the big like 747s and shit. It wasn't like there's not uh, as far as I'm aware, there's not like a bunch of 747s above us here. Uh we do have a small airport where there's a uh, little biplanes and shit coming out of there. But that's not, you know, of course I was dreaming that there was massive planes coming down and attacking us. <clears throat> but uh you know, I would imagine that most Americans again had uh that were alive for that moment probably had similar things and I can only imagine what it must have been like for people there that day. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I was trying to, you know, go back to like positive things <laughs> and end on a, on a positive note, but, uh, it's going back through that stuff, man. It's just so ingrained in my, in my conscience, consciousness and brain that br- just bringing up the small little images really gets me back to that, that moment. It's, I guess, PTSD or, you know, whatever. Uh, 
uh, <clears throat> and all I did was it's it's just so weird to me though that like I would get affected that much. I mean, uh, it isn't it isn't, but it's I watched it all on TV and heard like news reports and stuff, and it wasn't. It's it's so weird because it was I was a oh, might as well have been a world away in, in Washington, Missouri. But it, I mean, it was our country. It was, uh, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Cause I, you know, I've watched plenty of bad shit about wars and seen horrible shit in other countries and never really affected by it. But, you know, all of a sudden it's my country. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot worse. <laughs> Uh, although honestly, I mean, I guess me watching like bad sh- shit happen, like stuff would mess with me a little bit before then. Uh, I can watch stuff in movies all day long. If it's fake, it's no big deal. But I, I've seen stuff even before nine eleven. I guess now that I, th- I think about it, that was a bit disturbing. That uh, for some reason, seeing people get stabbed really fucks with me. That one. <laughs> Here I am thinking I'm like, oh, I'm cold, cold blooded. Why? Why did that? No, no. Yeah, I guess come to think about it, no, I'm not. I guess I can be uh, empathetic more than I I often think. Uh, I think I'm a lot more empathetic now than I was, say, when I was 20. <laughs> I don't know if 9/11 had anything to do with that or uh, just being old. I don't know. Uh, but. Uh, now, now I'm just thinking about all kinds of horrible shit. Just all the the videos and stuff that I've seen. Just thinking about uh, the early days of the internet when you could just easily find that shit, and when people started being able to upload videos, and when there were websites out there where you could just fucking find the most horrible, heinous shit. And I've seen just awful fucking things on the on the internet. But uh, thankfully, I was never one to actually uh, search out the beheading videos. I've known some people that uh, watched a lot of the beheadings. Or I don't know about a lot, but watched the videos. <laughs> I knew this guy. Uh, uh, this guy, uh, my brother, uh, what Shelly used to be good friends with, uh, he had actually uh, watched a beheading video at the Washington, Missouri Public Library. Which I'd have to ask, <laughs> I'd have to get Shelly to tell more of it. I, I don't remember if he was Shelly was there for it, or uh, or not. But apparently, uh, uh, the fella had uh, had pulled the video up at the fucking Washington Public Library. <laughs> fucking children in there. He's watching a fucking beheading video. Uh, apparently, I, he had pulled it up. I don't think he had internet at home at the time, so he's fucking watching this shit in the fucking public library. I don't remember if he got kicked out or not, but good lord, man, good lord, like that—that's fucked up. Uh, like I like I've known about those videos since I guess the early days of us like invading Afghanistan. I don't remember when those first beheading videos came out, but. Uh, <laughs> like there was definitely uh they've been around for a while. That's been a thing, and it's you know warfare to affect your brain. It's to when 
make us not want to go over there, which I th- I think this is very effective. Um, but I never uh, I never actually sought those videos out. I kind of thought about <laughs> watching them and like, man, that's way too fucking brutal. Slow slowly sawing somebody's head off like that's. I almost feel like like a like I need to see it because like uh, to know just the horrid things that are out there in the world. I like to be in the know and try not to like bury my head in the sand about things. But like I've seen plenty of bad stuff. Uh, Maybe not personally, but I've seen plenty of footage. I'm aware of the atrocities and such that happen in the world. Like, I don't think that it's really quite necessary for me to watch a beheading video and just watch somebody beg for their life as they slowly get their heads sawed off. Now, two girls, one cup, that's a totally different situation. I mean, watching two girls feed each other shit, I mean, that, I can watch that all day. All day. (laughs) Although I haven't watched in a while, maybe I'll... Yeah, I'll get a little sick from it. That is, uh, just figured I'd end in a little vulgarity instead of this really darkness of just people getting brutally fucking murdered. Because <clears throat> I've just gone off the rails. I was really hoping I'd be able to get somebody else on the show tonight. I didn't really try real hard, but figured maybe it would be easier for me to not talk about horrible shit <laughs> if I had, uh, somebody to voice, uh, you know, bounce ideas off of and uh shoot the shit with but uh as it were uh yeah no uh maybe i could have watched the 911 doc a little bit sooner and then uh you know maybe watched a marvel action movie afterwards uh which we didn't have the MCU as we know it until af- post 911 which uh i guess we were really needing heroes at that point uh so and that seemed like a convenient time for Marvel to take control of the movie industry as they have really done so. Now Disney owns them and they were fucking ruling the world. If only they could somehow stop real wars. <laughs> <clears throat> but un- we're not fighting a Thanos, I guess. Thankfully, there is no one individual out there that I'm aware of that has infinity stones that can snap their fingers and then wipe out half of all of the uh, known universe. Thankfully that, again though, maybe there is. I mean, they've, you know, the government has like come out and said, yeah, UFOs, these UFO sightings are real. We don't know if they're aliens, but like there's some shit out there we can't explain. So perhaps there is an alien out there and they have infinity infinity stones and perhaps Marvel. Some of those stories are based on real stuff. <laughs> yeah, Why not in some crazy, crazy fucking conspiracy shit? <laughs> uh, I guess that's better than QAnon conspiracies. That's uh, that if you believe that Thanos is really out there and he's going to destroy the world and, I mean, who, who, what real world consequences? I don't know. That could end up just a bad real world consequences if somebody. I don't. Know, I don't know who you're gonna attack if you think Thanos is out there, but uh, he's not on this planet. I'll tell you that. So you're gonna have a hard time going and doing stuff to uh, take down Thanos. Uh, 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think I think I'm good here. As uh, I feel like the further I go on here, that I'm just gonna ramble on just and go down some really dark, d- dark, dark, deep holes. And they're not gonna be wet. It might be warm in there though. Might be warm. You might wanna bring some kind of lube, <laughs> but it's not gonna be a pleasant hole. It's gonna be like you're gonna be sweating a lot in there, and it's 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 gonna be real musky inside, and it's just it's just not gonna be pleasant. So I think I'm good here, uh, and uh, yeah, um, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.